to search for your passions. What are you passionate about? And don't be afraid that you don't know what your passion is because there's people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, they may still not know what their passion is. But one of the things that they're doing is they're still continuing to try and discover whatever their passion is. Dr. Viv here and welcome on Resets with Dr. Viv. Today I've got a guest, Paul Fortune. I'm excited to be speaking with him and he is a mindset coach and cerebral palsy survivor who helps his clients improve their mindsets so they are more productive at work and even feel better within themselves. But before we get into talking with Paul, guys, if you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast channel, please do. I'm not sure what you're waiting for. If you're not also following me on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on, on Twitter, please do. I look forward to connecting. All links are in description. Paul, it is a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you, Dr. Viv. And by the way, I have started following you on your podcast, so I'll be, I'll be viewing all your content. I'm excited. <laughs> Sorry, I can, I can be a bit of a drama queen, I've been told. So. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So like, you know, Paul, you were born with cerebral palsy and you were told you will never walk again. Tell me all about that. Yeah, it, it, it was a uh, tough journey. Uh, it started when I was in fit. That's when I was diagnosed with being, having cerebral palsy. And if your viewers don't know what cerebral palsy is, it's, uh, it happens during birth. It, it gives you less oxygen, oxygen to the brain, and it could cause paralyzation, hormonal skills, and it's a permanent disorder. You have it the rest of your life. And apparently, uh, the cerebral palsy that I had was so severe that the doctor told my mom that I'd never be able to walk and that I would be subject to a wheelchair my whole life. Well, thank goodness for uh, a great mom that she just didn't accept that diagnosis. She got a, a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. Finally came across a doctor that felt that they could help me. And that's basically how my journey started. For the first 10 years of my life, I was in uh, hardcore physical therapy pretty much every single day. And uh, I got my first break. I was able to walk when I was roughly around three. Wow. Um, but still things were not easy for me. Uh, I was put into playing soccer uh, around five and I could only run 25 to 50 yards where all these other kids were running laps. And it was so defeating to me that my, my father had to go to the coach and say, hey, my boy can only, can only go this far and, and sticking out and is feeling defeated that I was one of the other kids being able to run the, the laps like everybody else. Um, I got my second break uh, around when I was seven. I uh, got surgery on my right foot to help bring some mobility and a little bit more spring in my step when I, when I walked and when I ran. And I didn't test this out, but I, I moved to a different school, and I'll never forget this. My first uh, day of uh, PE, physical education, 
you know, you do your stretching and the teacher says, okay, now run a lap. And I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh, here we go again. They're going to see that I can only run 25 to 50 yards. The teasing is going to start again. I'm going to stand out. But something different happened. Because of my, the surgery that I had on my foot, I, I started running and I ran past where I normally couldn't run anymore. And I was saying to myself, come on, Paul. Keep going, Paul. You got this, Paul. Come on. Come on. And I was able to finish the lap with everybody else. And on the outside, I kept it cool. But on the inside, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Finally, I was one of the, one of the regular kids. I, I, I didn't stand out. And uh, things got easier for me from that point, but they, I wouldn't consider them easy. I still walked with a little bit of a limp. I still held my right arm a little bit differently than the other kids. And I switched schools again in junior high. And, and junior high is tough to be a new kid when you don't have a disability. So add a disability on top of being the new kid, it was brutal. I was teased and bullied pretty much every single day. And I, would, I remember going in my room just crying to myself, why me? Why do I have to feel this way? Why can't I just be one of the regular kids here? And I remember midway through eighth grade, I got sick of crying. I was done. I, I, I didn't want to cry anymore. And I thought to myself, well, what can I do? What, what, what can I do to stop this? And I thought, well, why don't I set a goal for myself? So um, I was raised uh, in a baseball kind of family, so they always uh, taught me baseball, and I, I grew up watching it. So I thought to myself, why don't I try to make my varsity baseball team? So my journey started. I would play uh, fall ball, winter ball, spring ball, and if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against, against my garage at home. And something changed. Uh, when I changed my mindset, the kids changed their mindset about me. Instead of bullying and picking on me, they actually started rooting for me, and it was great. And I was able to make my uh, varsity baseball team as a junior and played there as my senior as a senior. And I used this new mindset, you know, in in college. I, I wasn't that great of a student, uh, you know, in high school. But after I started making this this change in in my mindset, I started getting better and better grades because this focus of baseball actually gave me more discipline in academics. So I graduated college and like any other 21, 22 year old person, you know, we don't have any life experience. We don't know what we want to do. We're, we're you know, we're told to, to know what we want to do, but we really don't have the experience to do that. So I got into uh, mortgage banking and got into sales and I did that for quite a long time and I, and I got really, really good at it and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and then 2008, 2009 hit, and, and the whole economy changed, and, and regulations changed, and uh, it, it made my job much, much harder. I know they had to put these regulations in because there's a lot of bad things that were happening in my industry, uh, but, it, you know, in, in my opinion, some of it was overkill. For instance, uh, I remember uh, you have to give your mortgage, mortgage license number when you're talking to a client. And, uh, and I remember, you know, and you would have secret shoppers that would, that would, that would uh, call you to check you. And if you didn't give it, you know, you could get in trouble. And if you got too many warnings, you could get fired. So I remember, you know, talking with people and going, having a great conversation, go, oh, no, did I, did I get my mortgage license number? So that one-on-one that -on -one experience, that human experience that I used to give to my clients, I couldn't give anymore because I was thinking about these external things. Uh, you know, about my license number and everything like that. And I really couldn't concentrate on the conversation I was having with my, uh, with my client. 
So probably about six years ago, uh, they brought in uh, to my company a motivational speaker, and he blew me away. He was so awesome. And after the meeting, I went up and talked to him, and I said, hey, you know, I, I loved your presentation, and he was so gracious. Uh, he answered a lot of my questions, and I thought to myself, you know, why not try to become a life coach? So uh, I started taking classes and in, in career coaching and, and life coaching, and I put it out in the universe. I'm going to be a life coach and with my, my coworkers and my friends. And at first, everybody's just laughing at me. Yeah, whatever, life coach, what, what is that, you know? And, and then I made some financial uh, changes because I knew, you know, making good money in the mortgage industry, I was going to make the same running my own company. It's just that just doesn't happen. So made some, you know, paid down my debts, did everything I could. And now I'm proud to say that I'm a full-time uh, motivational coach, life coach, whatever you want to call me. And here I am uh, talking with you, Dr. Bip. Wow. Wow. What a journey. You know, yeah. you know, it's so interesting, the things you said, because I picked up on a lot of things there around, for example, you overcoming the limiting beliefs, you overcoming the, the you know, the bullying, you having a mom that supported and, and refused to give in to, um, to just whatever opinions other people had she fought wow wow what a journey and then finding your voice and finding yourself as a life coach and a, a motivational speaker given to others i want to come back to that story you know where you talked about you had done the surgery on the on your on your feet right and your inner mind had made you feel like i can run i can't do this and all of a sudden you surprise yourself and it just reminded me of how many times our inner mind, our inner critic is telling us we cannot do this. We cannot do this. We cannot do this. How, when, you, when working with your clients, what do you tell them about defeating those, the, you know, that inner critic or those limiting beliefs that we sometimes subject ourselves to? Well, um, what, what I really uh, get into with my clients a lot is, is this, is, is gratitude. So, when, when you wake up in the morning, uh, before you grab your phone to look at your social media, emails, turn on the radio, TV, whatever your, your morning routine is, um, take five, 10 minutes if you can, and just visualize on what is going well in your life. It could be a good job, it could, it could be a good spouse, it could be your health, whatever it is, and focus in on those good things and then start your day and what will happen is over time you're training your your mind to pick out positive things that go on in the day and you know things are going to happen in, in a day that that may, may throw you off and you're going to have bad days that's just life but if you do this you're going to have more positive days than negative days it's 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 the opposite you know like if you you know have have a negative mindset and uh, you're going to look out for all the negative things that happen to you. Oh, you know, oh, I can't find my keys. That's just my luck. I never can find my keys or my car won't start. That's my luck. I always have this luck. You know, always bad things happen to me. Yeah, bad things. You have bad luck because you're looking out for those negative things. You're not looking out for the positive things. So I try to help my clients train their mind to start picking out positive things that, that go on in their day. And more times than not, they're going to have better days than not if they do that, just that simple practice each day. 
gratitude and looking out for the things, the positive things that are happening in our life, you know, and, and that can be really, I mean, this year has been an interesting one for us. <laughs> it's a nice, in a way, it's an, it's not a nice thing, but at a nice, it's also a good thing that every one of us gets to feel the same things, you know, pandemic has happened. It's not just one person having to explain to the other, it's the whole world that has felt it. But at the same time, many it's, it's hitting people in different ways. It's the same storm, but different boats. And sometimes for people, it can be tricky to find the positive in those situations. So for you, like, how does one get around that? I mean, in your, in your life, you've done, you've, you've, you've gone through a lot. Have you felt moments of discouragement and how did you get through those bits? Absolutely. You know, I'm a human being with human feelings. You know, I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel all everything. Um, the thing about me and what I do for myself is, you know, when I feel angry or I feel sad, you know, there's going to be a point in my, in my feeling this way that I don't want to feel that way anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's about awareness. And at some point, you know, when I'm very sad or I'm very angry and at one point I'm going to be like, you know what, I don't want to feel that way anymore. And how can I, how can I not feel that way anymore? And, you know, and that, at that point, again, you know, first you want to take a deep breath and just, just take a second for yourself and just, just figure things out and then retrain your mind. Just again, like start thinking about, okay, this really, really bad happened to me, but at least, you know, I don't know. I, I still, I'm still healthy or, 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 you know, whatever it is, you know, you still focus in, even in that bad moment, focus in on something that, that, you know, that you still have going for you at that point in time. Um, but that's after you feel your feelings. I'm not telling anybody to bottle up their feelings. If they're angry and they're sad, you're okay to feel those feelings. It's fine that you're, you're, you're a human being. But again, it's that awareness. At some point in time, you're not going to want to feel that way anymore. And then that's the, and that at that point, that's when you want to kind of reach, recharge the battery, reset the mind. But it's important from, you know, it's equally, I mean, it's equally important for people to feel those emotions in those moments. So if you are feeling discouraged, it's okay. It's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, I mean, in, in trying to find, um, the, the silver lining or be great, grateful. It's not out of place to have those discouraged moments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. The worst thing you could do is bottle up your feelings. That is the worst thing you can do. Feel your feelings. You know, you're entitled to that. Something made you discouraged. Something made you angry. Something made you sad. And that's okay to feel that way. Uh, and, and just, and just be, just be aware of your feelings. I think that that's so important. Be aware that you're feeling sad, be aware that you're angry and, uh, that, that will serve you well going forward. Okay. Wow. 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 Powerful, powerful, powerful. In your journey, at what point did you accept your disability? And part of why that is important is because a lot of times people go through life things happen. You know, life is so funny, just as the pandemic, it happened. There are many things that happen in people's lives that they never planned for. You know, you did not plan to be born with cerebral palsy. Many people did not plan for many things that have happened in their lives to happen. And the biggest challenge is often even accepting it to be able to move forward. So for you, at what point did you 
accept the disability but not the limitation because that's one thing you've not done and how were you able to then process and move move forward in its entirety i i love this question i really do this is a great question um you know i gotta tell you uh through my journey you know as a young man as a young boy into my teenage years uh, because I just wanted to fit in and I, and I didn't want anybody to, sh anybody to see me as a weak person or, or somebody special. I just wanted to be one of the other, other kids in the school. And I had that mantra for so long. So in, in doing that, I was kind of ashamed of my story, to be honest with you. I didn't want to share that I had cerebral palsy because I felt like that was a weakness. But I got to tell you, when I started uh, exploring being a life coach and what that really meant and, and exploring myself as a person I thought to myself how am I going to be able to help other people if I can't accept my own journey because my own journey is what's going to help other people mm -hmm. so now that I have accepted my 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 journey my life my life with cerebral palsy it's actually changed my life completely I I, I feel so good about myself. I I I, um, I can help people now at, at a higher level than I once did when I was uh, you know when I was ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. So I when I flipped the script, I changed, and it was it was just a wonderful feeling. Wow, that is so powerful and um, so key because it really is about accepting. And that's sometimes the biggest part, but the, being able to accept the things we, we more or less cannot change and embracing the wholeness of who we are versus trying to not be it or ignoring some of those things. It's, that's so powerful. That's so, 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 so powerful. And on the days that you had to deal with the bullies or the people who mocked you, or the people who try to laugh at you or, you know, try to, let's say, test your limits. How did you deal with them? Well, uh, as, a, uh, as a younger, uh, in junior high, before I had this epiphany about baseball, it was tough. I mean, I, I really, um, my parents uh, were divorced at the time, and I didn't see my dad that often. And my mom did her best, but sometimes you need that that male influence in your life to 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 show you what you need to do to stand up to to bullies and such. Because my mom tried to do that, and she did a you know great job, but you know it didn't resonate the same way it would have been if my dad were to tell me the same, maybe even tell me the same thing, but probably would have resonated uh, more to me because he was he was a man. He could have told me. Hey, you know that's what I dealt with when I was like your your age, this and that, and probably would have would have uh, his message would have resonated more than my mom would. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, my mom did you know whatever she could to help me on, on that on that fact. And and and, and to be fair, I kind of hid that a lot from my mom. You know that that I was bullied a lot. Um, you know, went in my own room and cried. But to, to answer your question. Um, I, for for the longest time, I really didn't have an answer for you on that. And 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 baseball, basically, that goal that I set it changed changed it all for me because I was focusing in on the goal. I wasn't worried about what other people were saying about me so much because I was so laser focused on what I wanted to do. 
And, and that really changed it because I was just, just kind of ignoring the noise a little bit more at that point. And um, like I said, um, when my mindset changed, their mindset towards me changed. I changed my energy and their energy changed towards me as well. And, and when I got into high school, that energy became more of a positive, motivating energy as opposed to a negative bullying energy. And so it all started with you. You changing the energy. You taking that decision to change what was around you. And, and there's something you said, like your focus was on the goal. Is that something you would advise people maybe who are, like say, not happy with the environment or maybe being laughed at by other people or, you know, trying to find themselves, let me put it that way, trying to find themselves through not so nice circumstances. Is setting a goal something you would advise them to do to help them redirect their focus? Absolutely. Um, I always uh, tell my clients to, to search for your passions. What are you passionate about? What, what, what makes you feel good? And, and go after that. And, then, and don't be afraid that you don't know what your passion is because there's people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, they may still not know what their passion is. But one of the things that they're doing is they're still continually to try and discover whatever their passion is. And another thing is, your passions change when you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. You become different people. You have different life experiences that change changes yourself. So your passions change. So you have to rediscover your passions. So I always say is experience different things. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is that is huge. Getting out of your out of your comfort zone, whether that's you know talk to somebody at the grocery store that you normally wouldn't talk to, whether that may be doing a public speaking event, whether that's trying to get promoted in your job, whether it's starting your own business, making more friends, asking somebody out, you know, getting married, starting a family, whatever that that is, whatever that passion is, search for it, continually searching for it. And then when you do find your passion, just try to build on it, get better at whatever that passion is. And if your passion changes, all well, let's start trying to find a new passion. Let's get back into the discovery phase. And, and that, that's what I tell uh, my clients to do. Wow. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That, that hits home. That hits home. Because a lot of times, um, it's easier to get comfortable in the comfort place. Discomfort is not <laughs> what we want. Yeah. You know? And when we think about, for example, the circumstances that is facing the world right now, Many of us have been thrown off our comfort areas, you know, and um, when we come, I, I don't know if you know about this book, Who Moved My Cheese? That's one book that I had to go back yes. to, you know, because I, I say to people, I said, the world's cheese just moved, you know, and we've all been thrown into discomfort and we're not comfortable with it, but it's sort of a new, new area that we all, you know, we all have to, um, how to navigate, you know, so to say, wow, wow, wow. This is so, this has been so powerful. Um, this has been so powerful, Paul. If people want to connect with you, where can they reach you? Uh, thank you for, for uh, asking that. Um, the first way is, the easiest way is uh, on my website, acalltoaction.coach. You can reach me on Facebook at acalltoaction.coach. 
uh, LinkedIn at Paul, and I'll spell my last name, F is in Frank, O-R-C-H-I-O, N is in Nancy, E. And uh, if you like podcasts, and obviously you do because you're listening to this great one that we're, we're doing right now, I also do a, a podcast called Actions and Limits, which is similar to the, your, your podcast. It's about if you believe you can achieve, and, and that's the message that we try to spread at our, our podcast. And at Dr. Viv, I, I feel that's a similar message that you're trying to uh, give to your listeners as well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Paul. And, you know, guys, the link will be in the description as well. Um, Paul, I, I want to thank you for your time. But just before we go, there are people right now that they're finding it hard to keep their spirit going. They are feeling discouraged or feeling limited by a disability or adverse situation that they found themselves, especially through this pandemic or maybe not even so much about the pandemic, but maybe the pandemic has also aggravated it. What is one thing you would say to someone in this situation right now? I would say the first thing is, is just breathe. Breathe, just take deep breaths and just, just visualize what you want. You know, we had the pandemic, we're starting to get out of it, Visualize what you want going forward, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, keeping with your job. Do you want to move up with your job? Do you want to quit your job? Do you want to do something else? Do you want to start a family? Wh whatever that, that is for you. It could be personal. It could be a business. It could be spiritual. Whatever that is, visualize what you want. And once you figure out what it is or what you think you, what you want, Start to come up with a plan to go after what you want. Guys, we've had it. We've had it. Paul, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this valuable message that, you know, you've shared with us. I've learned so much, you know, overcoming the limits and beliefs, accepting the things we cannot change um, and setting goals, you know, to help us look forward to the future and much more. Well, guys, we're coming to the end of this episode. Remember, if you have not yet subscribed to my YouTube channel or the podcast, <laughs> I don't know what you're waiting for. You got to do it right now. <laughs> if you're not already following me on Instagram, on Facebook, or on Twitter or LinkedIn, please do connect as well. I look forward to um, hearing from you. And also, please feel free to connect with Paul. All links are in description. It's been amazing. I want to say thank you, Paul. And I want to say thank you to everyone as well who's been listening. Until next time, take care, stay well, and God bless. <laughs>